What's going on, AR Vibes community? Thanks for joining me here today. This is not an actual episode for the podcast, but this is just a quick little sample of an interview we recorded yesterday with rapper Mike Strong out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Has some really good content. You'll learn a lot about Mike Strong. You'll learn a lot about myself. And you'll also learn a lot about what it takes to be successful as an artist in the music industry. So definitely check it out. Should be posted no later than Monday next week. I'm hoping to get it posted Friday this week. So definitely keep an eye out on that. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. But again, it's great content. A little choppy in the beginning, but as you get through it, it's it's really good. So definitely check it out. Check out Mike Strong as well. Produces great music. His name again, Mike Strong. You can find him at M-I-C space S-T-R-O-N-G on all different streaming platforms, all different types of social media. And I guarantee you're going to love his content. So check out Mike Strong and stay tuned for the interview to come on Friday, if not early next week, Monday or Tuesday. And thank you, Mike, for taking the time to connect with us and do this interview. We really appreciate you. And before we let you guys go, we're going to give you a sample from the actual interview yesterday. It's about an 8 to 10 minute clip for with uh, some of the conversation that Mike and I had yesterday. So hope you guys enjoy and hope you guys enjoy the full podcast episode when it comes out. Thanks, guys. Myself, I wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing if it wasn't for all the mentors I've had in my life from day <laughs> one to where I'm at now. So I'm, I'm also happy you brought that back to childhood because that's huge. Like family is where you first start to find your mentors. And if it's not family, it's something outside of the family that's close knit to the family. So it's, that's definitely a good, uh, a good storyline there. I like hearing that. And it, it actually seg- yeah. it segues, it segues into something else I wanted to know about. So like my next question for you is going to be, what's, what's one experience you went through that if you didn't go through it, you would not be the artist you are today. So I don't know if it relates to finding your faith or something more detailed and specific, but you know, for a lot of people, it's if you didn't deal with one thing or make one specific choice, you wouldn't be where you are today. It'd be a whole new, a whole new journey, a whole new story. So yeah, like could you tell me like about one time or one specific experience that you that you went through that again, if you didn't go through it, you wouldn't be who you are today as an artist. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, for me, I would definitely say losing my mother. Um, and I say that because it brought a lot of different changes. So um, my mom, my mom suffered from uh, multiple sclerosis. She was diagnosed when I was in first grade, so about six. So this had to be about, I'm about to give a little history lesson. Now I got to take it back. <laughs> I'm terrible with <laughs> years, but let's say this probably like 97 or whatever. Um, and throughout the years, it like progressively got worse. So she went from like, uh, uh, a four a cane to a forearm crutches, walker, wheelchair, and it just went down here. So, um, in 2009, she passed away, and I was 17 at the time. And, um, I say that because before I was living like a carefree life, just doing, like I said, what I want when I want, just really kind of nonchalant with things. But I feel like when she passed, it started to really trigger things. Like, at first, it was hurt and depression and sadness and like questioning life, questioning God. And just really, it led to me being more reckless initially. Like I responded immaturely from, you know, not, not being able to identify what I was going through. Um, And then throughout the years, it made me also like pursue my faith eventually because I went through a period of uh, questioning my purpose. Like, man, what am I here for? And then it's like, what kept her strong? Like what, kept a smile on her face because in the midst of her circumstances she was always you know joyful and always was smiling like only people that would see her in a different light at times when she would be low would be me and my dad in the household right to the public she was she was a strong woman um 
So anyway, I went through my lowest low during that time. But fast forward, like when I started to, you know, look into meditation, look into, um, you know, positive, positive affirmation um, and different things to basically rewire my way of thinking. It made me, you know, believe in a higher power and start to really seek that outside of just what I was used to. So that influenced my music by also digging deeper when I write, you know, um, so I tried to really evoke emotion and touch the listeners with experiences because it's like when we go about our day-to-day life, well, at least me for myself, uh, I do things on the fly, just trying to get it done. But when I sit and write down my lyrics and stuff, I tend to go to a deeper place. And um, yeah, I would say if it was one thing, it would be that because it led to my lowest low and also my biggest awakening, I would say, or pursuing something bigger than myself. Yeah, man, you just, you just touched on a lot of things that we're going to talk about later, like flow state. I'm going to dive into flow state. When you said you go into a whole new zone when you're writing music. And uh, one other thing, Absolutely. you know, first, I'm sorry about hearing about your mom. And second, I didn't realize you. you and I were more connected on a deeper level. So a little bit on my background, I was raised by my grandparents as a kid, both my grandmother and my grandfather. And when I was in 2008, I was 17. And my mom, I call her my mom. She died as well. Mm. So we, we connect wow. on a deep level. They were both 17. It was one year after you. I didn't know you back then, but I 100% understood everything you just said about, you know, how you, you start to question, like, what, what is the purpose of all this? Like, why? Like, this is the strongest person I had in my life. They're supposed to be here. How are they gone so young? It doesn't make sense. And then, right. you know, another thing that stood out to me when you were just saying that is a lot of the strongest people I've ever met are the ones that had the strongest upbringings. Like, the, the most pain to deal with as a child and a teen and having to learn how to get past that and to find your purpose and to find your place where you're going to, you know, find your journey in life. And that's very hard to do when you're dealing with pain like that. So I, I totally relate to that. And I appreciate you uh, bringing that up for the community to hear. Cause that's, that's deep. And I didn't know that we related on that level. So. And, and I'm sorry for your loss as well, man. Thank I you, know man. it's Thank not you. people that know what that's like, or, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's a different it's a different experience, man, and it's something that you know you you never really get over. You just try to learn to accept and you know to supply what you can to you know be a better person from it. Of course, of course, yeah. You, you know, I want I want to ask you too, man. So like, I noticed you, and we've talked a little bit before this podcast. I noticed you don't swear in your music, and you know, I talked to you once about it, and you don't swear at all in life, and I love that because myself, I can't lie, I swear pretty often. And I have yeah. a lot of people in my life. I have a son and they're like, why are you swearing? Stop swearing. There's no need. And the more I think about it at a deeper level, it does nothing for me. Like it's just how I was raised. Like my, my parents swore a lot, my grandparents. And it was just something I heard growing up my whole life. But hearing that really like stood out to me. Cause that's very unique, especially in the rap industry. Like I don't, I don't think I can name another rapper who doesn't swear. So that to me is very yeah. unique and I like it. So like, well, besides that, what would you difference now and making music compared to like in your earlier days of making music. Like, I don't know if you were swearing back then or if it was a totally different lifestyle, but you know, what, what do you say the biggest differences? And can you touch on that a little bit about why you don't swear? And like, what brought you to that point in life? Cause that's pretty cool. I mean, it stood out a lot. And I think that's huge for younger audiences as well. Like a lot of the music that's getting put out now is terrible. Like I, I just put yeah. the radio on my car here and there and I'm like, ah, not this song. Ah, not that song. My son's hearing all this. <laughs> yeah. I put on your music. He loves it. He's in the backseat. He's nine years old, jamming out. And I have no concerns listening to your music with my son. And it's a good feel music, too. So, yeah. Can you touch on that a little more? Like, the differences from earlier days to now? And, like, 
why you don't swear? Like, how that how that become a thing and how that become a part of your lifestyle? Okay, yeah, absolutely, and and that's amazing, man. See, and honestly, that's part of my uh, encouragement and motivation to continue to do it because I think of the kids, and you know, we we can get that later. But so, um, with my upbringing, uh, like I said, I listened. To, my dad played a lot of gangster rap, a lot of hardcore, like you name it, like hip hop, hardcore gangster rap. So it was a lot of uh, vulgar language, um, and even with me, like I'll was running the streets with my friends. We had a little click. So we did all that type of stuff. Um, but early on, even before, you know, I started to, you know, pursue faith or whatever, um, I noticed that sometimes when I would write a song, um, and this is like, well, I said, I'm smoking, drinking, you know, in the streets, doing all this. But sometimes even then when I would write, I would be saying so much, I would barely cuss. So it's like I caught wind of that, but I would still cuss a lot in my day-to-day, um, you know, conversations. But once I really tried to make the 180 to, you know, pursue God, that was really like, okay, now I need to just do it on a regular basis. Like, I don't need to do it. And, yeah, I would say, you know, I definitely had my slip-ups, but after a while it just became second nature. Like, my vocabulary and my thought process, it just, it, it's, it's not a common thing anymore. So it changed my music. So, it, honestly, it didn't change my music much. If anything... I would say I looked at it as filler. Like when I listen to my old music now, one is like when I cuss, it's cringeworthy, you know, because I don't, I haven't. So it's 2020. I probably stopped cursing completely around 2014. So it's been about six years now. Nice. Um, So yeah, it's like, it's just me. But so yeah, it wasn't a major change. It wasn't a major change. Uh, I know one of my friends even told me like a couple weeks ago, actually, he was like, man, I remember when you told me you was going to stop cursing. Um, and I was just like, man, I don't know how it's going to be, how your music's going to be. He's like, but honestly, he's like, yeah, I don't notice a difference. 